Alright, how we doing everybody? I'm your host Will Reddington and welcome to another episode of Red Talk. Our show is brought to you by Vegas Live 365. If you are looking for a way to bet on sports from the comfort of your own home, if you're tired of driving across the bridge, Vegas 365 is your spot. Message me, Will Reddington 4 on Twitter if you want to get set up, whether you bet $5 or $5,000 every single week. Vegas 365 has you covered. Our show is also brought to you by Thrive Fantasy Sports. Use promo code RED with two Ds for a $20 deposit bonus on any deposit, $20 or more. Thrive has awesome NFL contests rolling each weekend. You could win up to $10,000. And of course, we are also brought to you by O'Shea's Irish Pub. O'Shea's Irish Pub, as concerts and events start to return to the KFC Yum Center, there's no spot more equipped to give you the best pregame or the best postgame you could ever ask for than O'Shea's Irish Pub, downtown 123 Main Street. Very easy to remember. All right, let's get it going. Red Talk, we are back. AB Austin Bickett is here, and we are ready for another week of football, this time with some brisk, cold air in the city of Louisville, Kentucky. It's officially the time of year where it sucks to be outside. Austin, what, what's up, man? Hey, man, what's going on? Just happy to be here. Wow, that's uh, really nice of you to say. Wish I could say the same. Uh, internet went out in my apartment. I've had a day from hell. I'm now in my sister's office um, watching these two dogs who really want to be a part of this podcast. So we're going to try to get through this as quickly as possible. Um, last week, wasn't a good week. No, it was not great. I think I was like 500 on here. I don't know. I didn't go back to check because I was so sad. Yeah, I, I definitely didn't check and see what you did. Um, I would go see what I did, but I'm just going to go ahead and leave it in the past. It's the right thing to do. Uh, you know, just got to keep looking forward. I'm having one of the best gambling weeks of my life so far this week. Um, I'm just going to choose to assume that it's going to continue. Start off, Braves won the World Series. Congrats to the Braves. A bunch of great moves. Midseason trade deadline. Jock Peterson won in the NLDS. Rosario and LCS. Jorge Soler. Hip, hip, Jorge. Solar power. Wins him the World Series. Unbelievable. Had the nicest time watching it the Astros I liked the Astros so much in game six that I bet even more on the Braves and it was just the best time ever seven zip kicked extra point unbelievable do you have anything to say about the MLB closing its season before we move on Uh, I'm just I'm just glad the Astros didn't win at all I think that's kind of how everybody who was not a fan of the Astros felt so uh, I was kind of hoping it would go seven just for a fan perspective but if it would have went seven I feel like the Astros probably would have won so yeah, um, congrats to the Braves. Couple, couple good guys that we hang out with are Braves fans. So, congrats to them. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Congrats to them, especially they really did it. What a job from them! All fourteen games this year they watched. <laughs> That's more than I watched this year. So Sorry, I that, that was yeah, that, that was unnecessary. Uh anyway, um, yeah. Last week NFL, college football chaos week everywhere. Bunch of crazy going on. It happens two or three times a year. We're never prepared for it. Um, there is no way to prepare for it outside of just betting the opposite of what you think on a random week, which uh, 
I'm not going to do this week. I'm going to stick with my gut and try to do the best I can. Let's jump into some college picks. Why don't you go first? Okay, I'm just going to go with a um, just a classic bet. Two, two military schools are playing each other, so I'm going to take the under. It is very low. Army Air Force kicking off at 1130 a.m. Under 37 and a half right now. Um, these they Obviously, both these schools run the triple option. There's going to be a lot of time coming off the clock every drive. You get two or three stops in a row. You feel like you had a good chance. Last year they played. It was ten to seven. Um, I, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna take the under. I do it every time the um, military schools play each other. I mean, the under on this game is absurd. Like these two teams, Army is averaging thirty four and a half a game. That's almost over by itself. And Air Force is averaging twenty nine point three under. I, I want to sell my car and bet the over. <laughs> Yeah, that the army, um, the army points are a little skewed because they over the powerful top ten ranked Wake Forest hung fifty six on them. So yeah, well they still but, yeah, lost and didn't you, cover. You throw out all stats and all record books when these teams meet up. Same for same for Navy. Whenever they get in the mix with these teams, either it's just you know they're fighting they're fighting not only for this country but for their own pride on that field. So okay, yeah, that's that. That was kind of nice. I'm not gonna. I'm not going to respond to that part. Uh, I do think it's going to go over, though. I'm cheering for these heroes to score. That's more than you can say. Uh, my first pick, Clemson minus four at the oven uh, with me in the house. Uh, just another game this past week where Louisville outgained their opponent and somehow scored 13 points. I don't get it. The play calling horrendous. Apparently, there's going to be more recruits, more recruits at Cardinal Stadium than there like ever has been. It's a really big week for Louisville sports. It's a really important game. It's possibly the only time to get Clemson of our lives, at least since Lamar was here. And um, I don't see it. I mean, when you look at Clemson's resume, that this bad year they're having. They lost to two teams, NC State and Pittsburgh, two teams that Louisville would have no business beating. We just saw proof last week with one of them. Clemson lost to Georgia by seven. They held Georgia to 10 points. That, in hindsight, actually looks insanely impressive. Last time I bet against UofL on here, it was UCF, and we won in crazy fashion, and everybody that I know and love got to party, arguably because I did that. So here I go again, being a martyr, taking Clemson, minus four. Everybody's welcome when Louisville gets a massive win and gets one win closer to bowl contention. Yeah, I don't know what to think of this game or Louisville football as a whole. Um, you guys always look pretty good in the first half and then just absolutely miserable in the second half. I don't know what how that's even possible, but that seems like the story every single week. Clemson's defense is good. I don't think anybody's argued that all year. Their offense still stinks. I lost that Clemson-Florida State under in the most horrific beat of the year, so I'll probably stay away from Clemson games for a little bit. So. You know, either way, I feel like you'll be kind of happy in this one. So, unless comes wins about three, that's that's not going to be fun. Yeah, that was uh, – I had Florida State plus nine and a half here. That was almost a Double del. Water, water under the bridge for me and you, yeah. um, two popular podcast hosts. Uh, wasn't wasn't pretty. Wasn't fun. And uh, we're, we're going to try to bounce back. We're not talking about last week. We're going to throw it out. I'm going to go second, though, just so we could talk a little bit more about last week. My second pick is Tennessee at UK. Minus, yeah, minus, minus one, one right now. It, so, UK, right. There best you go. season ever. Um, <laughs> so there's no way that there's got to be something wrong with my app, right? There's no way Tennessee actually fared by one there, right? Tennessee playing good ball as of late. Are they? They are. I mean, they lost to Alabama and Ole Miss. <laughs> <laughs> they barely lost to Ole Miss. 
played some they, pretty good ball. They almost covered against Bama. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's really impressive. And it's all oh, that's a, oh, yeah. Me and Dillard were watching that. Alabama had some crazy touchdowns to cover in that game. Uh, Tennessee coming in four and four. Pretty big year for them. They're coming off a bye. So, you know, they're pissed off, ready to play some football at Kroger Field. Uh, yeah, they lost to Ole Miss by five. Could be good. Uh, South Carolina, Missouri, both of them are horrendous. They lost to Pittsburgh. Nothing to hang your hat on there. And uh, yeah, lost to Florida, beat Tennessee Tech and Bowling Green. I think that they beat Kentucky on Saturday. I had the Cats, so I actually paid attention to the game more than I ever have. And I saw uh, Josh Ali uh, catch that punt and run with it like he just hit a car. That was the best play of the game for the Cats. I'm not sure what happened. Mississippi State is not good. They're now ranked in that playoff ranking. It's shocking. They're only only ranked because Alabama beat them, and they have to justify Alabama being ranked second. So they need more ranked wins for them. So they ranked Mississippi State. Okay, that makes sense. I actually can totally see that. I mean, they lost to LSU. LSU is terrible. Uh, why don't you give me your second pick now? Uh, Tennessee, though. I, I want you to take yeah. the Cats and go head to head. Um, I'm not taking the Cats. I mean, I will Saturday when I have one beer, but I'm not going to take the Cats on this podcast. You know, I mean, just a very disappointing effort, especially after going up 10-0. Uh, not really sure what happened, but it, it was ugly. I don't think Mississippi State, Mississippi State is bad, but I also don't think they're very good. So, uh, my next pick is going to be the North Carolina Tar Heels over the number nine team in the country, Wake Forest, minus two. Um, I don't think Wake is good. I think this UNC offense is going to score 50 on them. I don't know. The total is 77 and a half, the highest one I've ever seen. So won't be a lot of stops either way in this game, but I think this is the week that Wake gets got. Looks like we're going head-to-head. My third pick, Wake Forest plus two and a half. Yeah, you're um, a big wake to the playoff fan. I am. I don't know what it is. I am. They could win out and they still wouldn't get in. Please stop saying that. The back they would, they would of their not, schedule is really tough. They and, would not get in if they won out. Yeah. You know, this. the funny thing about this game, Wake Forest, North Carolina, it's actually not a conference game. Uh, they are in the same conference, but they have to like schedule each other. And I, I don't I don't get it. It's very dumb. They should play each other. They're rivals. But yeah, um, Wake Forest, I think Wake Forest is. Kind of good. Sue me. I know this is like, if you trust the system at all, this is like the best system play of all time. Because this is an undefeated team that has no business being undefeated. They should have lost to Louisville. I'm really talking myself out of it. Um, Yeah, I'm going to keep them in there, though. Wake Forest plus two and a half. North Carolina is not good. They are rocking the Navy tops with the light blue bottoms. And I'm wearing this North Carolina hat right now. I hate that this is a noon game. This feels like it should be a night game. I like it. North Carolina sucks. I got to go to the oven at night. Yeah, that's true. So. I think that's probably why they scheduled it at noon. Then you're going to the oven. Yeah, 40-degree 40, 40 <laughs> oven on Saturday. Uh, yeah, um, I'm going to take Wake Forest, though. I think they're way better than them. I am wholeheartedly prepared to be wrong. Okay. I, I hope you are wrong for my sake. And uh, I, I, it doesn't matter because, like I said, if they went out, they're still not going to the playoff. But I'm, I don't want to act like Wake Forest is a top-10 team any more weeks than I have to. Whatever move on what do you have third uh i'm gonna go with a high over now of 67 and a half in the liberty Ole miss game so this is a weird random pretty good matchup actually because these might be the top two quarterbacks drafted in the nfl draft with um corral and willis so i think both these quarterbacks are gonna show out um for draft purposes and these this should be a good game overall Ole miss is minus nine but both these defenses stink. Both these quarterbacks are supposed to be really good NFL players. So 
a lot of a lot of scouts of the game, a lot of people watching this game. Uh, I'm hoping that we get the shootout that it lives up to be, or it's, that it's supposed to be. Yeah, we got U Freeze revenge game against his old school Ole Miss. This is a very cool game, and the the draft stuff. I mean, that you won't see another matchup for the rest of the year with two quarterbacks that are this high on this upcoming draft board. Random, sneaky, intriguing game. I think Ole Miss is favored by nine and a half at home. The last time I saw it, I have no opinion on it. I feel like Ole Miss will roll them, but you know, who knows? They should. They should. I mean, I, it seems like one of those games where Ole Miss probably goes up like. 21 to 7 and then it's kind of just like a 14 point 17 point game the rest of the game but hopefully they can uh, just keep scoring both teams um another another noon game pretty good noon slate this week all three of my picks thus far have been at noon or 11 30 thank god that's the only time i'm gonna get to watch football i'm gonna be in the parking lot just throwing back course lights I, the more i look at my picks i, I really think i'm going zero and five in college football <laughs> uh <laughs> michigan hey, state is, minus three this is my fourth pick as well so well, let's, yeah, consensus quake. Here we go. Uh, Michigan State, I don't know how good they are. I don't like Michigan State at all. Uh, their university is perhaps one of the worst to support in the history of colleges since colleges have been a thing. But um, uh, Purdue is not very good. Uh, that win against Iowa looks worse and worse every single week. I don't know if you caught any of Iowa, Wisconsin, but oh, unfortunately, my. Unfortunately, I did. Catch Good Lord. I did hammer Iowa's second half over six and a half points. And when they scored a touchdown, it was it was pretty lit. It was, it was a good pick. But yeah, Michigan State, I mean, this Kenneth Walker dude, Wake Forest transfer, is really, really good. Man, if I, I think they if Wake had him, oh, <laughs> they'd probably be, probably be in the playoff. Um, yeah, Wake Forest beats everybody in front of them, and that's what Michigan State's done so far, too. Michigan State plays... Ohio State in two weeks after Saturday. I think the Big Ten wants this game. I I I, I can't see Michigan State losing to Purdue after what they just did to Michigan. They're down 16. They should have lost. Me and you went head-to-head on that last week. You won. That was bullshit. Uh, yeah. the, the Michigan State quarterback clearly fumbled. Michigan picked it up for a touchdown. Game over. Everybody agreed. And they were like, oh, wait, we're at least East Lansing where the devil resides. We'll call it back. Um, yeah. Uh, devil wears uh, green and white. Draymond Green, Michigan State. Uh, it was truly a Sparty party last week as I went 1-79, in but that one win was special. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, th- this pick seems so square by both of us it's a short favorite of top 10 team on the road um kenneth walker probably the heisman at the season end of the day him or matt corral but you know i I just like you said i think this is gonna go the distance until they play ohio state um purdue already ended iowa's perfect season i think that was probably gonna happen (laughs) eventually anyways so yeah i don't know uh i don't know a lot about purdue honestly but i'm gonna trust sparty one more week after they came through for me didn't let me be completely homeless last week. Yeah, shout out to them keeping us out of that uh that Ninth Street Bridge. Not looking pretty. Uh, okay, that was your fourth one. I'll go ahead and give out my last one. Then my last one. You want to guess what it is? Um, I, I, who does LSU play this week? Alabama. Oh, is it Alabama? It's LSU plus twenty eight and a half. Oh, at Alabama. that's uh, surprising. Yeah, I'm back. Uh, Coach O, last hurrah here. Uh, playing Alabama, I think these guys are going to come out and play hard. I've been watching some Twitter videos of them practicing, and they are uh, they are practicing 
You know, they're in uniform. I've seen the quarterbacks throw some passes and the wide receivers catch them. Last year, Alabama and LSU met up in Baton Rouge, and Alabama won 55-17. to LSU has to leave a bad taste in those guys' mouths. They have to be ready to go. 28 and a half is a lot, a lot of points. And I just, you know, can I just have this one? Can I have a loss by less than 28 and a half? Is it that much to ask? This is the, come on, God, give me a break. Pick of the week. LSU plus 28 and a half. Yeah, um, uh, I honestly didn't even know those two teams played this week. So good luck. 7 o'clock. Nice. Too bad you'll be at the oven. You know, normally I wouldn't go to the oven during an LSU-Alabama contest. I don't think you have to watch this one. Yeah, I'm going to skip this one. But <laughs> That's probably a good idea. Yeah. LSU money line, by the way, coming in at like 17 to 1. Should probably be higher, but 28 and a half. And I'll also be teasing them up to 38 and a half for last time, last time you talked about LSU money line, you begged people not to take it against Florida, and then they just beat them. I'm uh I'm begging them not to take it again. I don't I really don't think in my go. professional Upset sports alert. opinion that LSU can beat Alabama on Saturday. I really don't, but maybe they'll lose by less. Then four touchdowns. That'd be sick for you. Yeah, I'm I'm done with college. That's my, that's my four my four pack. Okay, I love it. Let's move on to some NFL. NFL. We've been having an awesome year when it comes to the NFL. Last week we surely did not. The Jets beating the Bengals. That you know. Why don't we go ahead and talk about this? Actually, we're only on minute sixteen. We can break this down. So we go to Roosters every single Sunday. We've been doing it for seven years. And what happened at Roosters this past Sunday is inexcusable. And me having the fiery passion that I have, I was the first one to get up and walk out of there. Because, I, I, I mean, well, they had like three games on. It was unbelievable. Titans, Colts on every TV. We asked them to change it. They laughed. They laughed in my face. Do you want some water? No, of course I don't want some water. <laughs> I've already been betrayed. You have some betrayal you can serve me with that water? Oh, wait, it's already on the table. Um, I have to go to Hoops. Hoops which, by the way, spectacular place, cannot recommend Hoops Up. Great food, $13 buckets, awesome NFL setup, a little crowded in there, a lot of energy, though. Really liked it. A lot of Bengals people in there. Let me tell you, it was chaotic when the Jets won that game. A lot of, like, like I thought people were going to fight Bengal on <laughs> Bengal crime over why exactly they lost the game. That lowered helmet, helmet-to-helmet hit call that they made. Everybody's been talking about that all week. I don't want to talk about it. Worst call ever. They should have won the game a bunch of other times. Up 11 with four minutes left. That was the worst moment of the NFL season for me, by a lot. The Jets beating the Bengals. Yeah, um, that was definitely the the teaser killer, the survivor pool killer. Knocked me out of my survivor league. Um, it, like you said, these these upsets happen a couple times a season. These guys are all professionals. This was a very shocking one, come, considering how good the Bengals were playing. The Jets didn't have their quarterback. Turns out their backup is seven times better. It looks like. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, just it makes it more shocking that they were up 11 with like five minutes left. And it's not like the Jets were winning. Well, the Jets were winning early in the game, but it's not like a game where the Jets were winning and the Bengals just couldn't score or anything like that. Uh, it was it was really weird. I'm sure it brought the Bengals fans, including yourself, back to reality a little bit. Saw a uh, lot of uh, same, saw a lot of same old Bengals tweets going around Twitter. I, I wasn't a part of it. Just pointing it out that I saw it. Um, yeah, man. I mean, that was that was a tough one all around. Uh, Roosters was tough. I've been a big Rooster supporter for seven years now, one of the founding members, and uh, we, we will not be there Sunday. We are moving locations, maybe temporarily. We'll see how it goes. But, yeah, just, just a tough Sunday overall. 
It was. I mean, I I wake up on Sunday and I can't wait to get there and tell you all about my regrettable actions from the night before. And to have that ripped away from me at a place that I've grown to to love, a, a really a second home at Roosters. And uh, it, it was it was really tough. And, you know, it felt wrong. Like I was having fun at Hoops. You know, it's like yeah, you're you're dating a new girl and you're like, oh, this is pretty cool. There's a lot of good things about her. But it just felt wrong. It wasn't where I was supposed to be. And I really missed you guys so much. But sometimes you got to stand up and make a change. And that's what I did, even if it sucked. But, yeah, um, Bengals, really tough loss. I did not say same old Bengals. I believe my tweet was kind of worried that the Bengals won't make the Super Bowl. And that <laughs> is how I feel. That is that is accurate. But uh, last week is last week. We're moving on. We're changing locations, which I'm so proud of us for doing. We really, really respect ourselves as a unit. And that is that's special, you know, because sometimes there's not a ton to respect, but we're respecting whatever's there. Let's jump into these picks. I'll get us started. Chargers minus one and a half. At God, I knew we were going to have the same pick on this one. Uh, you know, the Eagles, they beat the Lions last week. They, they popped this pretty bad. They arguably kept me from winning a million dollars. I hate the Eagles so much. The Lions are by far the worst team in the NFL. I wish that they would just go ahead and cash my worst record in the NFL bet. The Lions could bring back like their five greatest players of all time, and they still wouldn't win a game this year. This was atrocious. Can't a 40, be true. <laughs> 44 to 6 loss to the Eagles, to the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, they, the Chargers have a horrific rush rush defense it's really really bad but the eagles have boston scott back there and they're not playing the lions this week the chargers badly need a victory when you look back at the chargers resume and everything they've done this year it's actually far less impressive we crown them after the chiefs win they beat the browns they give up 42 points to the browns who don't even have a quarterback this is where they get back on track i think they are better than what they've shown the last couple weeks had the patriots last week one of my rare wins uh, Chargers minus one and a half. Yeah, I'm on the I'm on the same thing for my first pick. Uh, the Chargers have looked really bad the last two weeks, but it was against two pretty good teams. So I guess we'll let it slide. The Eagles obviously beat the dog shit out of the, the Lions. That one hurt. Uh, you know, when we sat down at Roosters to watch two games, I was like, you know, everybody's on the everybody's on the Lions. The Eagles might just come out and kill them. And then my dumb ass bet the Lions still immediately over immediate pain. But I still don't think the Eagles are very good. I think the Chargers are what they are better than what they've showed the last two weeks against the Chargers and Ravens. So, or against the um, Ravens and the Patriots. So, you know, let's go out there and win the game, Herbert. We'll see what we can do. It's my first pick as well. Uh, I, I, yeah, I got to say, I love the board this week. I don't, I don't think it's going to end well for me. But my next pick is going to be the Ravens minus six against the Vikings. Uh, Ravens coming off that absolute slaughter by your Cincinnati Bengals last time that anybody saw them play. I think yep. they come out pretty mad, pretty uh, ready to beat some ass. Vikings, on the other hand, they just lost to a backup on national TV. I think Mike Zimmer has officially, as they say, lost the locker room. Nobody wants to play for this guy. Um, Kirk Cousins looks terrified out there. They have Justin Jefferson, Thielen, and Dalvin Cook, and they scored 16 points. Uh, I just think the um, the Ravens come out and kind of assert their dominance and take out a little anger from that Chargers loss. And I think this is the last game that Mike Zimmer coaches for the Vikings. I uh, completely agree with all of it. Uh, the Vikings have way too much talent to lose to Cooper Rush. The Cowboys just keep finding ways to win. You got to give the Cowboys credit there for winning with him back there. They have talent everywhere, and their defense looked really good this past week. But good Lord, what an embarrassing 
season-ending loss for the Vikings, might I add. Um, I love the Ravens here. Ravens minus six. I'm with you, too. We got all the same picks. Uh, we have the same brain. I bet we live I, the same lives. I bet our next pick is the same, too. If, Man, you, my, if you're thinking what I'm thinking. Is it McCorkle Jones minus three and a half against the Panthers? It is. Okay. Uh, Patriots <laughs> Why minus three that? and a half. <laughs> we're, we're doing this. We're going to go five for five. It's going to be awesome. We're going to have all the same picks. Uh, Patriots minus three and a half at the Panthers. Uh, the Panthers won last week, I guess. They scored 19 against the Falcons. The Falcons, the Falcons will make you hate yourself. They will make you hate your phone, hate hate the fact that you have free will and can press buttons on a betting website. And uh, it's just what they do. The Panthers with a very unimpressive win against the Vikings. And the Patriots are back in the playoff picture out of nowhere. I think they're a good team. I think they come out and win this game. This is Bill Belichick against Sam Darnold or P.J. Walker. Really, either way, I love the matchup. Yeah, Patriots here. Okay, so that's that's three for three of us having the same pick, and they've all been favorites. Let's find a dog here. <laughs> Let's find a dog on this board. Why don't you Why don't you go next? Um, well, this is gonna be my only three, but dude, I'm so mad that Aaron Rodgers is out because I wanted to bet the bag on the Packers. Jordan Love might win that game. We don't know. No one has ever seen him. He's been there for three years, and nobody's ever seen him play. That's a good point. He we don't know good. if he, he can might win that game. Think. Yeah, very true. But I love the Packers plus one, and now it's seven and a half with a guy we've never seen play quarterback. God, the Chiefs are horrendous. So. I know, but what if Jordan Love is worse? Yeah, can't bet it. I, I had the Cardinals on my card, and I had to remove the cards from my card. Have you seen what's going on in Arizona right now? Got A.J. Green out for COVID. I think he's yeah. still kind of just stuck frozen there uh, in the end zone. And... uh <laughs> DeAndre Hopkins is questionable. This line is swung from Cardinals by two to Niners by two. Kyler Murray is also questionable. When you look at the Niners, Debo Samuel is questionable for them. Uh, No Kittle, no Mostert, obviously. These two teams are battered and bruised, but the Niners looked pretty good on Sunday against the Bears. I I don't know if it rejuvenates their season because they have to play somebody pretty good every week because they're in the NFC West, but – uh, this feels like a game that the Cardinals always lose. You know, last year would they start like six and one or six and two or something? They finished eight and eight, and I, I hate to say that's going to happen to them again because they should have won that Packers game. They should still be undefeated. They had the ball in the five, at least should have been in overtime. But I, I can't take the Cardinals because you don't know who's going to be out there. Yeah, this feels like a game the Cardinals should just kind of punt on. You got their top two receivers and um, AJ Green and Hopkins. AJ Green's not going to play. Hopkins probably shouldn't play. He played like 10 plays against the Packers, had that one big catch, and then he kind of tweaked his injury on that play. Kyler Murray got got hurt on the last play for the Cardinals when he threw that pick to AJ Green blocking. So it, it seems like, you know, they're not chasing this undefeated record that I don't think was very realistic from the start, but they have there's like no shame in like dropping another game to get healthy. And the Niners did look good last week. So I, I do like the Niners here. I don't know how many of these guys from the Cardinals are going to play or if they do play, how effective they'll be. So, yeah, I, I also well, I don't know what side you're on after all that. but I, I do like the Niners here. Yeah, I'm going to stay away from that one uh, just in case Kyler Murray doesn't play. That doesn't sound fun. <laughs> You want me to give you? You want me to give you a really gross dog here? Yeah, I like the uh, the Houston Texans plus six against the Miami Dolphins. The return of Tyrod Taylor. I mean, 
has Terod Taylor played there before? He played week one, and they beat the piss out of the Jaguars. I mean, return to the lineup, not the return to Miami. Oh. Yeah. I, say, I feel like he has played on every team. The Dolphins um, are just so bad. I feel like they should. I know, I know the Texans suck, but the Texans have been playing with Davis Mills as QB. Big cover by the Texans last week against your Rams, by the way. Massive backdoor. One what of the, the hell? One of the grossest things you'll ever see. You already know I'm I'm like, I'm so mad at Roosters. I can't watch the Rams. I got the Rams minus 17. I get to hoops. I'm not even paying attention to the Rams game because the Bengals are in, yeah, are in war. And then I, I literally don't watch a second of the Rams game, which is what I was mad about at Roosters. And then I get the final score, 38 to 22. I like, what in the hell just happened? Yeah, that was, that was really gross. But, you know, this team shows fight after losing 31-3 and then 31-5, now 38-22. You know, they're improving just a little bit every week. This Dolphins team is, I'm not going to say as bad because the Texans are really bad, but they do not deserve to be laying a touchdown against anyone. Terod Taylor's back. They looked good the one week that he played. I know it was against the Jaguars, but this is gross, but I need an underdog on my card, so I'm going to take the Texans. As two months ago, you could look at it the other way too. Like, why are the Texans yeah. less than a touchdown yeah. underdogs to anybody in the NFL? Yeah, that, I mean that's fair. Both these teams are yeah. one and seven. I mean, this is a <laughs> bowl. <laughs> I want absolutely no part of that game. Um, my next pick, uh, it's it's guessable to say the least. Bengals. Uh, it's the Bengals by two and a half. <laughs> I, th- this. This bad taste that this left in the Bengals locker. I mean, it's it's going away on Sunday at one o'clock. The Browns are absolutely horrendous. A lot of stuff going on in that week. Browns locker room. A lot of stuff going on. A lot of stuff. And you know, Baker hadn't talked to Odell. Odell stopped going to stuff. He's not going to be around anymore. He's going to get to pick his own team. You know, whatever's going on. But I, the Bengals, you got to throw that one away. You're having a good season. You should have won that game. Bad call. If they don't have that call, Joe Burrow leads them straight down the field. They score a touchdown. All my teasers don't lose. You know, life's just better. And it didn't happen, but we got to shake it off. Their season's not over. The Browns, it's kind of looking that way. They're very, very injured, and they just scored 10 against the pitiful Pittsburgh Steelers. I love the Bengals by two and a half here. It's my lock of the week. All right, man. Good luck on your lock of the week. Hey, thanks a lot. My last pick, uh, Giants plus three. There's no, uh, There's no way that's real. <laughs> All right, the, is the Jazz and the Hawks just ended the first quarter? What do you think the score is? <laughs> no way. <laughs> Can't be real. Can't be right. It's not 16 to 15. We got to put it on them. What are we doing, Hawks? And the Jazz made a buzzer beater three. It was 16 to 12. The Jazz are 5 of 20 from the field. Hawks are 7 of 24. Uh, there's been two free throws shot combined. Uh, the Jazz have six turnovers. The Hawks won. Why the f*** do we have 16 if we're the Hawks? Mike Conley hit a three at the buzzer to cut it to one. 16-15. Trey Young, big 1 of 7 quarter. Capella, 0 for 2. How far away is he shooting the ball? While we're on this uh, NBA talk, I-, I think Cade Cunningham might stink and I might have to jump off a bridge it, it's uh it's early he doesn't look great so he was, um, his, his first game he was one of eight from the field second game two of 14 and right now at halftime he's one of eight again for a combined four of 30 from the field in his nba career you know let's, let's get yeah, it going. It's, uh, only up from here 
Yeah, it's a tough start. It's only up from here. I, our Pistons over 26 and a half wins bet. <laughs> I, I've never seen something so dead. <laughs> They're kind of fighting with the Sixers tonight. Dude, they've only played like really good teams, though. They played one bad team and beat the shit out of the Magic. We just need to hit that they stretch. They won by like seven. <laughs> Covered. We just need to hit that stretch. one we, point. We need to hit that stretch where we play like all dog teams. We're a dog team. <laughs> no, we need to play other dog teams. Oh, I can't believe I let you talk me into that. You had all these I advanced did not. stats. I did not. I told you why I bet it. I never said, bet this both a lock. I said, I'm going to. I bet the Pistons went total over every year. It never hits. <laughs> it just Have my chair. Anything to me in that voice right there, I would totally not do it. It's my charitable donation of the year every year. Just give it away because I want to have a reason to care. Because you know we're not gonna we're not gonna win it all. I want to have a reason to care about the team. That's absurd. That's enough of this. I got another NFL pick. Uh, Rams Packers teaser. Jordan Love. Uh, I, I like Jordan Love with the extra points uh, mainly because of Aaron Jones. I do think he's gonna gash the Chiefs, and I don't think the Chiefs can score more than like twenty five points. So uh, I, I do like the idea of getting 13 and a half here. And the Rams playing the Titans. The Titans are having an unbelievable year. That win against Indianapolis, just another crushing loss for me last week. Carson Wentz finds a way to lose games. I'm sure tonight he's going to win by 60 because we have the Jets. But that loss last week, that should have depleted the Colts. They might have a new life now because Derrick Henry's out for the year. And that's the Titans' entire offense. It's going to be really interesting to see how they look now. They Signed Adrian Peterson. They think it's 2006. I really have no idea how the Titans beat this this star-studded, elite, death star of an NFL team that the LA Rams have become after trading for Super Bowl MVP Von Miller. He is now probably the fifth best player on our defense, uh, best player in the history of the Broncos franchise. That's pretty cool, man. Um, happy to have him. Big number 40. Yeah, this is college number. Back to the A&M days. Yeah, you know you wanted to ditch those 58 vibes. You said, I went to sleep 4-4. Four and four. I woke up 7-1. and one. I'm having a good day. Yeah, yeah I, I bet you are, brother. I'm happy for Vaughn. I mean, he, he wasn't we, he wasn't going to be on the team next year either way, so we did, we we are paying the contract. You're welcome. But we got, we got a second and a third out of it at least, you know. Tough to see him go, but, you know, it, it was time. It was going to happen one way or the other, so I'm glad he's on a good team. I'm glad we didn't ship him to somebody dog. Even yeah, more the Rams. than we are. <laughs> The Rams needed to get rid of those draft picks. They did not like having draft did you picks. See, did you see the, the GM's kids got him a mug that says, F*** them picks, and he <laughs> uses it every day at work? That's hard. That is hard. That's hard. It's and a good it's formula. Perfect. I mean, yeah, the Rams I mean, are 7-1. Yeah, I mean, you, you the Super Bowl windows in the NFL are so short, you have to go all in while you can. Yeah, who wants to be good in three years? I don't need to be good now. The Broncos, nope. the Broncos went all in when Peyton Manning was there. We won one, got to another one. You know, it was worth it. Yeah, it's always worth it for a title. That wraps it up for my NFL picks. Uh, not a lot going on. Baseball done. NBA's been great night to night. That's about it. I'm excited to try out a new venue that isn't Roosters. I'm excited to get in the oven with all my friends on Saturday and then go dance the night away somewhere. Um, you know, vibes are... They're they're okay. Yeah, you know I'm 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 low right now, but this is this is the part where we go back up. Yeah, this or, part. This is part the part right where you, you see me downtown under the bridge. I'll come bring you some food, man. Thanks. I'll show up there with that food. 
every single time. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I'd say that about wraps it up. Uh, another week in the books. Lexi Browning is here. She's back. What a week of Bachelor Red Talk. I mean, let me tell you, this show is absolutely electric. Couldn't wait to watch it. Like, thought about it nonstop from the moment the episode ended last week until we got to this week. There is so much going on. We're going to talk about Will. We're going to talk about Jamie. We're going to talk about Peter. We're going to talk about it all right now. The Bachelor. Bachelor Red Talk, Lexi Browning, week three. We are back. Hey, what's up? Oh, hey. Um, I told you guys about the sparkly dress, did I not? I mean, that was miraculous. That's like the most beautiful I've seen a lead look maybe ever. Even I noticed the spectacular dress, and I usually don't pay attention to stuff like that. I did because of you. Awesome dress. Uh, decent episode. Kind of hated it at first, but uh, it really, really picked up towards the end. And spoiler alert, we get rid of Jamie, which I was a massive fan of. I've never seen somebody get to the mountaintop as quickly as Jamie and then fall as fast as Jamie did. Fascinating stuff. Let's go ahead and get into it. So we start the episode and everybody's like, yeah, we still don't know who talked to Michelle. And I was just kind of thinking, wow, they're finally going to let this go. That's weird. But we do a little flight time date, uh, Top Gun date. For whatever reason, I could care less about this. But these guys get in this ball and they flip upside down and they spin. It all seems pretty useless until Will wins the game with Spanish, which I really enjoyed. Yeah. Have you ever seen Top Gun? Uh, yikes. I, I feel like this is not going to make me look good, but no, no, I have not seen that movie. No, me either. But I was yeah. expecting you to say yes. And I just, I had a lot of questions like, is it about planes? Is it about jousting? Where does the movie tie in here? I do not know. Maybe all of it ties in. Um, but one thing we know about our future bachelor is that he can definitely get out there and joust. Um, other than that, yeah, no, we get, uh, Will out here. He wins the bomber jacket because he really has like the sickest line of all time. He's like spinning around on the verge of vomiting. And she's like, do you want, do you want me to get you a bucket? And he's like, no, I want you. And it was just, you, he had to win after that. Elite beast. Yeah. Knew I really liked the guy. I don't know what it was. Um, in terms of top, top Gun, I'm going to read you what Google has to say. The Top Gun Naval Fighter Weapons School is where the best of the best train to refine their elite flying skills. When hotshot fighter pilot Maverick, Tom Cruise, is sent to school, <laughs> his reckless attitude and cocky demeanor put him at odds with the other pilots, especially the cool and collected Iceman, who's Val Kilmer. But Maverick isn't only competing to be the top fighter pilot, he's also fighting for the attention of his beautiful flight instructor, Charlotte Blackwood. I mean, it sounds like an epic movie. Yeah, we got to check that out probably. We'll probably get sued for not having seen that. I feel like that's like an all-time classic just because of Tom Cruise probably. 
Yeah, this is a tough first three and a half minutes for us. But yeah, Will uh, Will kills it, and then we do the the little blocking drill, the the jousting match. And yeah, Clayton absolutely shines here. He's an SEC football player. It's hat on hat. That's what he should be doing. But how about Will versus Peter? This is what it's about. I love parts of the show like this where it's one on one. These two guys don't. These two guys don't like each other, and they are going to compete in something that involves physical combat. And Will dominates him. And I started thinking right here, like, wow, I really loved it. But is Peter the worst character in the history of the show? You could argue that, but you could also kind of find the hilarity in him because he does get in like a few sick burns here in this like duel with Will. He's like, uh, you hate my mouth because you wish you had it, bro. And he says, Again, I think he's reused this line, but he's like, I'm saving the world one slice at a time. How you like me now? But it's just the way he says it with like that pink sweatshirt tied around his chest that I'm just like, you could make it funny if you had to, like if we had to keep him around. But I'm definitely glad that we don't have to keep him around because, yeah, he he definitely sucks. Uh, yeah, he sucks really bad, and I've done a lot of research into this. So Peter's Pizza Place, I forget what it's called. It's really irrelevant. It has like a 1,000 Instagram followers, less than me. Um, Peter himself has about 2,500 Instagram followers. They were just going down and down after last night. And him and Will get into this altercation at the, the after party. And before him and Will fight, he's like, I'm going to put him in his place. I'm going to knock him down. He gets dominated. Then he starts calling Will a bully. And if you do that, you probably lost. I mean, it, he had some sick burns. The, the tissues in the jacket thing made me want to rip my eyes out and my ears off. And then he goes and throws a jacket in the pool. And I was pretty upset, to be honest. Like, I was listening to Will, and I was like, you did. You earned that jacket, bro. That that jacket is yours and will removes himself from the situation like most people named will would and handles it with a ton of maturity and the guys finally stand up for their fearless leader but i this part really bothered me and this usually happens like you know once a season for me at this rate but i went and found peter on instagram and i dm'd him and you can probably guess what i said the comments were disabled uh this little which is worse than victoria larson and uh that's uh, all i have to say Peter, and uh, I wish nothing but the worst for him for the rest of his life. I think that was really well put. No need to really elaborate on that. But at the time, like when Will started crying about the jacket having been into the pool, I was like, oh, no, come on. Like for a minute, I was really was really judging the man. I was like, is this really going to be a huge dramatic reaction? Do we have to do this? But you know what? In the end, I'm totally okay with it because he quickly turned that around and he had his little moment off to the side and that was it. And he went and fished his, his prize out of the pool, which was really unfair, really uncool of Peter to do that. But he did have like the, the foresight to be like, you know, I'm not going to bring this drama to Michelle. I don't want to ruin her night. And he sort of like ended the drama then and there. And in the end, we lose Peter. So it doesn't have to escalate any further. And I think that really says something like he he was a man in that moment. He really didn't make a huge scene, which I definitely thought that was where things were headed.
Yeah, I mean, Michelle never even knew that Peter threw the jacket in the pool. For all we know, she might have watched that for the first time right there because Will carried himself with so much class. And don't make fun of him for crying. He had to do that to be able to hold his emotions in. He had to let him out to hold him in. Uh, just, just an awesome guy. Will Hero. Let's move on to Rodney's dates. Uh, Lexi, take it away here because I was trying to bully Peter online during this and I missed some of it. Okay, so Rodney apparently has like this motto where he's like, you know, never been the tallest or the strongest or the most handsome, but I do have the biggest heart and the biggest smile. And there's something about like a self-aware king, like love that. But also I feel like it's maybe not the most attractive look to be so modest. Like I feel like Michelle is into a man that sort of has more like swag, more assurance, more confidence overall. And I think I'm hoping that Rodney sort of finds that in himself and shows that more because I feel like that is a major reason why he was in the friend zone. He was just like, make he was humbling himself too much but now i feel like he needs to know like okay we do have a connection i do belong here and hopefully it only gets better from here but yeah they they do some more blind taste testing they can't get enough of that they do some truth or dare some handcuff thing and then some streaking around the hotel I mean, I missed literally all this. I have no idea what you're talking about, but I will say I get so tired of those Apple jokes. I mean, is that all they have? Is that going to be enough to get Rodney into the final four? I'm not buying it, but it might be. When I like tuned back in at the part where he gets the rose and he's and she's like, absolutely or something like that. I mean, what in the hell are we doing? Yeah, that's so horrible. Please stop with the Apple thing. It's It was too much last week and now we're still doing it. It's... It's a lot, but I will say like it's better than you think if you missed everything except that because I was really feeling things in my heart whenever he said to her, there's nothing about you that's average or complacent. And I was just really pleasantly surprised that she chose him for this date so that we could get to know him better. And he he really just seems like a soft little safe teddy bear who clearly like is very into this woman. And I think he's going to be here for a long time. Yeah, that's a, that's a fair assessment. I don't have anything against Rodney. I do think he's nice. He's an okay addition to the show. Nothing wrong with him at all. I just think he has literally no chance to win. And not to say that's wasted time or anything. I, I don't know. No, it, it was kind of nice. I mean, he, he treats her well. I think all the guys there that are that are left and that we may put in our like elite eight, top eight with a chance to win, they all like really, really like her, which has made the season intriguing. And Rodney is is one of those eight. I, I think he's going to be a tough out when it comes down to it. It's going to have to be several guys that she actually sees herself with down the road. But, you know, Michelle's being nice to him. That's sweet of her. Totally. I mean, I feel like if I if I did not know that Clayton was going to be our next bachelor and you just told me it's someone out of the pool of Michelle's men, I would have all of my money on Rodney. I just feel like he's standing out as that person that everyone in America just adores and loves and wants to see like find love. So I feel like I mean, it just is surprising right now because I'm not seeing it with Clayton. I mean, he seems good enough. But he's definitely not a standout. And there's still plenty of time for that to change. 
And also I have to remind myself how bad I am at like picking out leads. Like I do not have the producer's eye because I, in the past, I was really excited for Peter season. I was really excited for um, Katie season and I wasn't that excited for like Hannah B season. So my track record is pretty horrible. So hopefully they know what they're doing on this pick, but right now I, I don't see it. Yeah. I mean, I think that Clayton is just really smart. I think he carries himself with some confidence. And, uh, I mean, Rodney, nice guy. No way he could ever be the lead on this show. That That is just it, it, literally no chance. I, I, it, it's pointless for us to talk about. It's really nice of you to say, though. I mean, like, I'm offended. Like, I want you to go back and watch this debate because I really feel strongly for Rodney. He's, like, so endearing to me. But, okay. We'll see. No, we'll I mean, we'll you- see. You're really, really like, I think that just speaks to your personal character and what a nice person you are. So, wow. Congratulations. Oh, thanks. Yeah, no problem. That's just not me. Let's move on to the poem date. So, uh, personal poem date. Uh, they all get up there. That tall guy, you think I'd be better with the names after that intro thing I did, but I, I couldn't tell you what that tall white dude's name is. You know who he is? The one who like was really into it. Oh, uh, Chris, I think. One of the Chris's, right. Yeah, that's, uh, that's right. Uh, Chris is really into it. He's up there. He's bringing a ton of energy. I was like, you know, good for you getting on TV. What a random thing for him to like have as his thing. I mean, he sees that, that poet up there and he freaks out. He acts like he just ran into LeBron at a shopping center or something. And, you know, I respect, um, anything that somebody's passionate about, but everybody hates Jamie's rabbit poem. Uh, I believe some people likened it to a cult um and that's when jamie a lot of the negative talk starts around him and i I think that's important there that the guys at this point don't know that he's the one that said this stuff about joe to michelle but they all start to universally hate him when he gets up there and he talks about this uh this rabbit and this little girl and whatever the hell they did yeah, that was really funny. Some I forget who it was. Someone called it a parable and I laughed out loud. I mean, it was funny because there always is that one guy that like tries to take a different approach, but it definitely came off pretty condescending because it's like, just do what everyone else did. Maybe it's the fact that they slid him in there last. Who knows if that's how it was timed out in real life, but I definitely feel like that made it stand out even more as to like all these people just poured out their heart and soul. And you're like, I don't want to share my feelings, but I'll tell you a story about feelings. It was just like, I don't know. He, He didn't do his part. And I think that was a good thing because it sort of showed Michelle more of who Jamie is. Yeah, exactly. And we, we move on to the cocktail party from here or not the cocktail party. We move on to the, the after party, whatever the hell they call it. And, uh, Brandon gets the group day Rose. And I've gone on record saying that I don't really like Brandon. He told this powerful story about how he was five foot two for a while. And now he's not more power to you, Brandon. Congrats on growing. But uh, I guess I'm cheering for Brandon now because Jamie is such a massive box of tools. I mean, he's so mad that he doesn't get this rose. And he's bashing Michelle in his little hotel room, bashing the other guys. I'm looking at this, and I'm like, okay, if we're going to throw my man out night one for his game plan notes, right? He he goes in there with with this strategic plan. He really cares. They're very creepy and, you know... Not saying he shouldn't have been tossed, but if he's going to get tossed, I wish that Michelle could get a little tablet like a quarterback on the sidelines after he throws an interception. What went wrong here? A little tablet and 
Tasha and Caitlin would just show her what Jamie's saying in this room. He'd have been gone right there. I mean, what a douche. Yeah, I was so heated at this moment, just wondering like what he's thinking. He's confiding in this producer like they're homies. And I think this is this is the turning point for Jamie. There's no defending him, even though in your heart you may want to, because we did hear his whole backstory and we know like what his life has been like in the past. And so we do have a little bit of empathy, but it just totally shatters in this moment because that was so just cruel and false. He said that Michelle is in spring break mode, but Michelle's literally the most serious lead like we've ever had. I don't know what about her makes you think she's on spring break mode. And he just clearly thinks he's better than everyone there, including Michelle. And it's really just like false. Yeah, it just uh, it, it just makes you hate him so much, and I, I totally agree. Any type of drama that we've had so far, Michelle's done a pretty good job, like it, above a, above seventy five percent of so, of just cutting it right there, and that has been terrific to watch. And I was thrilled with the way this episode ends. Right after this, we get to see that they are not letting it go, and that they have found out that it's Jamie. And I'm really excited here. It's well part of the episode where I stand up. Usually, it's been happening once a week. That's kind of nice. And Nate, Nate is hilarious. Like he absolutely dominates Jamie in this confrontation. He's got his boy Casey over there, the OG. And uh, like the way Nate was talking to him where he's like, are you worried about Joe? Like just completely talking down to him, belittling him as a man. I really enjoyed it because Jamie thought he was so high up, so far above all these other men. And it, I just really, this whole thing just made me really like Nate. I think he's smart, funny. I just really enjoy him being on TV. Big Nate fan. Nate dog. I had the same thing. Just like, you know, I love to just like relentlessly make fun of anyone who tries just the one single dangly earring. I don't like to let that go. I didn't set out to respect this man in any way, but I guess I have to because that like I have no choice but to stand after that, especially when he like somehow in the conversation, like nothing Jamie is saying is making sense. Let me just say that he's like, well, there were conversations in the house about Michelle and then. Um, Nate's like, when, when was that happening? What conversations? I didn't hear any conversations. And he's like, well, I wasn't a part of the conversations because I was actually in my room. Like nothing is adding up. And then he like ends up talking about the viewers in some way. And Nate's like, fuck the viewers. Like, why are you talking about episodes? And it just came out perfectly. His reaction was seriously golden. Um, and on the same note of me just like having poor judgments this week, like same thing with Martin. I feel like his frosted tips have been undermining him the whole season, but that was definitely a, a misjudgment on my behalf because he steps up to the plate this episode and really sort of shows that he's a man, he's serious about Michelle. And so, yeah, just want to throw that out there too. Yeah, random Martin shout out. I don't have anything against Martin. Blonde strip when his hat's off. I like how I think we might have hit the dangling earring all three weeks so far. I don't know if you saw, I wore a pharaoh costume for Halloween and I was threatening to put some dangling earrings in just, just to 
try it, you know, because if you try something on Halloween, it's like, it's cool. You can kind of do whatever. It's part of your costume. But then I didn't really know how it went with being a pharaoh. I tried to look up some pictures of pharaohs wearing earrings and uh, it, it's tough to find much. You know, pharaohs were around before there were actual cameras. It's just illustrations. So I ended up going away from it. But yeah, big fan of Nate and everything he did. Uh, Casey, I guess I like him too, even though he's 55. But Michelle confronts Jamie in front of the group. And, you know, this is before you know he goes home. But I really wish the guys would have stepped in and talked here and just explained their side of it. Um, Rick, Rick, kind of a good job. Brought this to, to Michelle's attention. Shout out to Rick. Yeah, I really loved the way that he, like, put all of that out there in – it, it was even better because he didn't even know who he was calling out to Michelle. It seriously just came from a place of like, I don't know who said that or why, but it's not true. And then he like quickly was able to put all of the pieces together with little crumbs of information here and there. And it just, it went perfectly. And I feel like that's a tough position to be in and a position that none of the other men wanted to be in. And he, he did a really great job. So yeah. Shout out to Rick, a.k.a. Ryan from The Office. Yeah, Rick, Detective Rick. Love to see it. But, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping the guys kind of step up and say something here so he gets tossed right there or she at least sees how this was portrayed to the house and what they all thought about it. But he gets out of there with a solo conversation. Let's walk and talk. And I'm like, oh, man, he's going to survive and they're going to end up letting it go. But he gets ejected. And it was so awesome. He couldn't talk his way out of it. And I was just really proud, really proud of Michelle here, queen of my heart, body and soul. Really, really enjoyed this ejection. Favorite one of the season so far. And in the dress. So, yeah, I mean, really enjoyed that. And then topped it off with like this just amazing rose ceremony where she weeds out the other problem, a.k.a. the pizzapreneur, a.k.a. Peter. So really great night for Michelle. Definitely the MVP so far. Really fun to watch her sort of navigate through everything and um, all of her like teacherness to come out when she addresses everyone as a group and like admonishes everyone. Really enjoyable. Yeah, um, a lot of confidence from Michelle. I'm really enjoying it. So uh, Rose Ceremony week three. Um, we've Gotten to a point where I'm starting to get to know all these people. Uh, it's not just about who we lost because we don't know the names. Like we're down to uh, surprisingly. I mean, I, I think we have a little over ten left. Um, so let's go ahead and uh, go through these. So Brandon, Rodney, somebody else did. Somebody else get a rose. Brandon and Rodney got the buy. They got rose earlier in the episodes, but it was it just them? No, Martin. Martin, gotcha. So Brandon. Rodney and Martin, they get the bye. Now let's see who says goodbye. So um, she wants to know about Joe. He's moving on. Rick, eyeliner savior, started the Jamie talk. Good job. You're moving on. Leroy, futuristic Elroy Jetson vibes. He's moving on. Nate Dog, go off king. You get a rose. Casey, feeling young, but they treat me like the OG. He's moving on. Chris G, loves poems and roses. Chris S, got lazy there. Back-to-back, -back, same names. Clayton, obviously. Olu, too cool, so smooth. Moving on. Romeo, take me somewhere, because we're moving on. Last rose, chill, Will. That's how you handle yourself, my brother. Peter, gone, straight to jail. Uh, Off-brand, Domino's boy spencer nice guy sorry lt murderer vibes and someone i didn't know that'll do it perfectly summed up 
don't know anything about next week. Oh, no, wait. I think we're going to see Martin get a one-on-one next week. That's all I really remember from the preview. Uh, I do have uh, one departing question. Yeah, well, the episode ends with uh, Will with a fantastic quote, as we knew it would. He says, cheers to a woman who handles herself with class when adversity hits. God, uh, it's just something about this guy. He is just wonderful. Uh, yeah, super preview, though. Uh, looks like we get a little need for speed action. They're going to drive some cars. Uh, UFC fight. Uh, Michelle's not going to be feeling appreciated. Chris S. is going to turn into the new villain. And Nate is going to be a matador. And that's all I saw. Okay, yes. More um, Bachelorette coming down the pipes. But I do want to ask, like, if you went on the show genuinely, your your will, you're a contestant on Michelle's season, and they randomly coin you Little Willie. You into that? Um, No, I mean, you know, there's so much you can do with the name Will, nickname-wise. Um, you know, I've been a part of it uh, a lot of my life. Um, free Will, Free Willie, Good Will, Will to Win. Uh, just so many different things you could do. I mean, you could literally go on for hours and I just, you know, I mean, all the nicknames they gave the guys were supposed to roast them, but you know, I saw that and, uh, we made it till the 25 minute mark and you didn't bring it up and we almost got out of here. You know, we got really close of just kind of escaping that storyline. Uh, no, I didn't love the nickname. If you want me to answer your question. Yeah. You you just got to wonder like, how you would really act in the situation because you know he didn't choose it for himself like I don't know how it came about but I feel like you can't really control what sticks and now you've been on national tv and like the bros on week two of the show are already calling you little willy and lil will would have been one step better but just like lil willy it's just Uh, My condolences. He seems like a nice guy so far. I mean, the preview makes it seem like things he's going to have like a fall from grace. But right now, like he has done nothing to deserve this. I mean, Lil Will is a rapper. He uh, he has the popular song, My Dougie. Not teach me how to Dougie, but my Dougie, my Dougie. That's uh, that's Lil Will. So I guess I couldn't use that. Uh, it's copyright issues. But yeah, I mean, Lil Willie gets up there and just dominates Peter, throws him off a mat over and over again. The dude's jacked. He's got a heart of gold. He's clearly able to just take so much bullshit that comes his way from a bunch of people that he doesn't even care about in the long run. Big Will. That's what I would call him. Big Will. Okay. Yeah. Hopefully that uh, changes for him in the outside world. But I think it's sort of written off like that's him for this season. Like that's... He's strapped in. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. I mean, when when you don't add an extra word to it, I mean, you got Willis, William, Wilbon, Wilson. You can go on for days. There's so much you can do with the name. Liam, God, it's endless. It's such a tough draw for him. There's so much they could have done, and that's what they gave Yeah. I mean, even just like Willie alone, like that's not that bad. Like right. you could roll with just like Willie. Why do you have to make him Lil Willie? Like I don't. Yeah, tough break. Yeah, my my friends have been calling me Free Willie for like the last two and a half months, saying I really like it. It's like a persona that I've adopted along with the Sun Devil, and I 
you know, if they were calling me Lil Willie, I would like it way less. I'd probably go hang out with another group of my friends that didn't hear them say that. Yeah, kind of mean. It is mean. Yeah, stop being mean to Will. He's a hero. He uh, he arguably saved the show. Week three, where were you when Will saved the show? Yeah, that's all I got this week. <laughs> all right, yeah, wraps it up. Short episode. That is awesome. Thursday night football coming up. Lexi, uh, great job. I will see you next week, hopefully from the comfort of my own home again and not Tori Reddington's office. Until then, TTYL. Bye. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,